Welcome to the Stories She Sings, where we bring messages of biblical women to life through inspired songs. We hope this podcast will be a place of rest, refuge, and refreshing in the presence of God. She never knew she was a princess, never knew she wore a crown, never knew she flew on angel wings, never danced in flowing gowns, never walked within pure palace walls with a prince close by her side. She longed for happy ever afterings, like old storybooks. Describe in those castles in her mind came a knight in armor shining, bequeathed her with the scepter to break down those walls confining. He placed on her head a golden crown, clothed her in robes of white. You are my fair lady now. Queen of honor, truth and light. He smiled, come look in the mirror now. Behold the crown upon your head. See your flowing robes of glory now. See the truths I see instead. You're a woman of honor, a daughter of nobility. She smiled, I see life so differently, I behold the king in you, I'll hold you to your honor now, it's the gift I give to you, I believe in all you are, other souls to save, this world has fallen vast asleep, we must wake men shallow graves There's a kingdom sleeping here on earth One that mortal minds can see Each soul filled by darkened eyes Embers of divinity We must go and wake them Said the newfound queen Teach them the truth of who they are this life is but a fragile dream. He smiled, come look in the mirror now. A crowning light rests on your head. You're clothed in robes of glory now. Your truth I see instead. You're a woman of honor, daughter of nobility. Child within, reclaim your lost identity. She said, I won't look back on where I've been, won't look back on who I was. New kingdoms lie before. 
love. I wear this crown with honor. I hold my scepter high. I see former recollections now shining through your eyes. She said, Oh, come look in the mirror now. Behold the crown upon my head. I came trailing clouds of glory here. This truth dancing in my head. I'm a woman of honor. I claim my nobility. The God is sleeping deep within. Is rising up to dance with dignity. She said, Come look in the mirror now. Behold the crown upon your head. You came trailing clouds of glory here. This truth dancing in my head. You're a man of honor. Claim your nobility. Wake and rise, the Son of God. Come, let's dance our divinity. Let's dance with dignity. Let's dance divinity. with dignity My daughter, whenever you find yourself looking to external sources to fill your hidden depths, it's time to take a closer look at what is lacking in your relationship with God and with yourself. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and you shall not feel the empty spaces. The gift of plenty shall be yours. My love knows no bounds except those boundaries you have set around your heart. Why not let me enter in? Until you invite me, I stand and wait outside those closed doors of your heart. Why do you resist my love? Why do you chasten your brother with your disillusionment that he is not feeding you? When you realize that I am the true shepherd of your soul, the only one who has promised to feed your soul at all times, in every moment, you shall cease withholding your love from your brother or sister, asking them to pay the price for your vain and unfulfilled expectations. There is not one secret chamber in your heart that my love cannot permeate, if only you will invite me in. But you, little child, must cease looking to other sources for your spiritual and emotional nurturing. My love is a river that flows freely. It's the only kind of love that will never fail to bring about the outcome of joy. All other sources will eventually run dry. My love for you is constant, unchanging, and still the same 
yesterday, today and forever. I love you now, and that will never change. Why weepest thou, my daughter? Whom seekest thou? Cherish me with all thy heart, might, mind, and strength. I am your divine center. Center the affections of your heart upon me. I will not leave you comfortless. The Lord thy maker is thy husband. I will show thee forth an increase of pure love. Now that you have chosen me, I shall stop the bleeding of thy broken heart. I shall make of you an instrument of pure rejoicing in the story of my love. Many whose hearts have been wounded or broken shall come to taste of my pure love, the witness of your broken heart that I shall make whole again. My daughter, you weep that there has been another death in your relationship with yet another brother. But in the very moment of yet another death, a resurrection was made possible. For without death, without separation, there could never be a resurrection of love, light, and truth. You feel at times as though you have died a thousand deaths in an effort to hold a relationship together that has not borne perfect fruit. Another layer of pride has been uncovered, revealing a thorn that must now be removed from your flesh. Again, you have felt the fiery dart of his judgment. The fear of losing him must be abandoned. The realization is waiting to be completely embraced that the only way you will truly ever live joyfully ever after is to cleave to light, love, and truth. Cleave to me, my daughter. To become truly victorious over the past, accept what you cannot change in the present, and begin rewriting a far more glorious future. Do not repeat the past over and over again and expect a different outcome. Are you willing to burn the dead, cumbersome branches on the ground of the vineyard? It is time to graft in good branches where the old have failed to produce. Have you received a harvest of good fruit from this relationship? Have you received a harvest of joy? Have you enjoyed a spring, a summer, a winter, an autumn of perfect peace? Have you resolved those differences that have caused you pain in your relationship with your brother? Is your relationship progressing? You have been making the corrections to the test questions that I have assigned to you. You have dropped the shield of defensiveness. You have refused to contend with your brother. Yet he persists in contending against you. He persists in pointing out every flaw he can see in you. He continues to rehearse and nurse his wounds over and over in his mind. He continues to hold you accountable for his pain. This is not true forgiveness, my daughter. You cannot flourish in ascetic soil. This is not fertile ground. Is the flower dying because it was not a good seed? Nay, I say unto you, it is because it has been cast out 
due to a lack of faith in you and in me. Your brother is still wounded, my daughter, and he has not brought me his broken heart. He does not believe he has a need for a physician. He believes that he is whole and that you stand in need of being fixed. What have I told you about those who do not believe they are in need of healing? If a soul believes he is whole, you are to move on to bless and nurture the souls who know they stand in need of a physician. Those who perceive they are whole have no need of a physician. He feels a 
My daughter, it takes two whole hearts to create a joyful union. What does it mean to cherish a joyful union in the Lord? It means to first bring thine own wounds unto me, and to make your corrections with me. It means to move out of the way and allow your brother to do the same. He waited outside the surgery room to see if you would be healed of your perceived weaknesses. He did not use the hour to make the corrections to his own weakness. He has not been made whole yet. He perceived it was you who had the greater flaws. You have spent nearly four years working through your forgiveness and repentance with me, but he still holds you in judgment he dances with this illusion of who he believes you are in his mind and doubts your goodness. He holds your spirit back. Each time you begin moving into a realm of joy, peace, and happiness, he calls your memory forth from the dust and tries to resurrect you, his image of you in his heart. How can he dance with joy with you when he will not extend the arms of his complete forgiveness and mercy to you. He invites you to come back to him and then bolts the door inside his heart and blames you for the weaknesses he projects upon you. Is this true love? No, my daughter, this is not pure love. If he had pure charity for you, he would not mention your former sins to you. If you were truly the prodigal as he judges you to be, then who is he? The kind father? At times he opens his arms wide to receive you, but then the moment you believe him, he plays the part of the brother who wonders why so much mercy could be afforded to one such as you. The dance in his mind does not cease, and you are spun about the dance floor not knowing if you should open your heart to him or safeguard it. You are left in tears many times, my tender-hearted child. Why do you cleave to such misery? What joy does it give you to continue pursuing a relationship where 
joy is short-lived and where your peace is constantly disturbed by one who doubts your goodness. How can you progress and live to fulfill the full measure of your creation if you are stifled in a realm of confusion, double-mindedness and contention? Your precious energy must be used to nurture, bless and heal. This tree is not bringing forth good fruit. What more would you have me do? We have spent endless amounts of precious time trying to bring this tree back to life. He does not see you for who you truly are. He has created you in his own image, not mine. He projects his wounded perception upon you and does not realize that he holds you bound by his own judgment of you. Give him your broken heart. 
My daughter, who is your enemy? It is the one who throws cruel daggers at you, telling you that you do not love him or need him because you love me. An enemy is one who wants you to live without your relationship with me. He demands you go directly to him for your answers. He does not comprehend that there is no other name whereby man or woman can be saved than by my name. Taking his name upon you does not assure you salvation. Only by taking my name upon you are you given the hope of eternal life. A joyful union is created when two of my children are gathered together in my name. When two souls come unto me, having been completely willing to lay their broken hearts upon my altar, to repent and to forgive, then I will join those souls together. Let no man put asunder what God hath joined together. You have joined yourself with me. Let no man put our relationship asunder. He wrote up a bill of divorcement in his mind and has threatened you with it for your flaws, imperfections, and weaknesses. What he calls your weakness is in fact your strength. To leave you at his mercy would mean I would have to abandon you to an unrighteous and unworthy one who would seek dominion over you. You are my daughter. I have purchased you with a price that cannot be met. I have laid down my life because I believe in who you are. I see your weaknesses. I pronounce your strengths. I could focus on the folly, the fault, the flaw. Instead, I gently prune my rose bush without discouraging the small buds from opening. Yet another season and you shall become a prize-winning rose bush. But you must be cultivated in soil that is alkaline. You must be nurtured and pruned with gentle hands. You must be protected from the sleet and hailstones that pelt at your tender petals. You must be shielded from scorching rays of sun. Too much or too little of a good thing is not a good thing. I must cultivate my children in the elements of light, love, and truth. I must water them with living water. I cannot bear to see you wither yet another time. No prize-winning rosebush can grow in these kind of conditions. There comes a time when the good husbandman, even the Savior Jesus Christ, must step in and take back his tender territory. He know all that I 
judgments of your brother at times cause you to slip back into self-doubt, do they not? It's time for a complete separation, child. It's time to bless your brother on his way. I will care for him now. 
but I have other plans for you. I need you in another part of my vineyard. I have other work for you to do. True love is about mercy, not about judgment. I cannot interfere with your agency as I am bound by certain laws, but how can you truly expect me to stand idly by when I see you are in so much pain? I have healed your broken heart time and time again from your brother's accusations. I have cradled you in my arms. I have invited you into the cherishing room. I have bid you to spend some time standing before the divine mirror beholding your own radiant reflection in my believing eyes. I have given you to find once more the cherished child within and to see her through my divine perspective. So why do you insist in beholding yourself through the pained and tainted perception of another brother's eyes when I have told you time and time again that he is a wounded one who stands in need of great healing before he can offer you pure love. I do not condemn him, child, but I cannot let him continually condemn you either. He reopens wounds that I have brought to closure. It's time to dance into light, love, and truth. You have invited him to dance with you into a realm of love he has never known before. You have invited him into your cherishing room. He cannot enter in if he holds you in judgment. If he holds you bound by his missed perceptions of you, then you have lost your pure instrumentality to serve him with my love because he has chosen to bind you by not receiving it through you. To truly cherish a human soul is to stand in serenity face to face with them, fully aware of their strengths and weaknesses. It is to realize that they too, like yourself, are a work in progress. It is to be willing to lay down your pride, your judgment, your resentments, your false perceptions, even your life if need be for your friend. But it is also the time to ask that you be honored, respected, and that he deal with you in gentle, pure and loving ways. I know that greater love hath no man or woman than to lay down her life or his life for a friend. But sometimes it is even harder still to lay down your pride for a friend. You love this brother. You believed this relationship was to last an eternity. You were willing to lay down your sins for it. But you must not lay down your relationship with me for anyone. And he now chastens you for coming unto me and for getting answers to your own questions. Seemed to 
if life was over the way that it had been could she find the courage to not look back again while making her decision to throw the past away a tiny voice inside her seemed to say save me Love casts out fear. I knelt down to complain at long last to the Lord on the subject of human emotion. I was not happy that particular morning, and I told him so. I asked him to take away all the depths I had been feeling. Strangely enough, he answered me immediately. He spoke peace to my mind when the words began to flow. I believe I understand human emotion better than you. You see, I suffer depths of emotion you know not of. I have experienced joys you have not yet imagined. My children do not understand the power of human emotion. You live in a world that strives to dull it, to numb it, to ignore it, and to deny it. My children are past feeling past feeling joy because their hearts and minds are blocked with the emotions of envy, resentment, irritation, fear, sadness, jealousies, pride and doubt. If you would bring me your heavy laden heart, I would gladly give you rest. 
I do not condemn my children for their emotions. Why do you not bring them to me? Why do you not lay every sorrow at my feet? Why do you persist in living so far beneath the potential joy that you could be experiencing? It is because you fear me. Perfect love, perfect understanding of me casts out fear. You see, my child, I already know your pain. I am no stranger to it. I felt your pain before you felt it. Did I not heal a man's ear that had been struck by a sword in a moment? Did I not heal blind eyes in a moment? Did I not cause the deaf to hear and the lame man to leap in a moment? You do not need to suffer long. I have suffered long for you. I experienced the deepest pain and agony of body and spirit so that you would not have to. Bring me your sorrows, your troubles, your concerns. Bring unto me your weaknesses in thought, in action, in perception, and through my goodness and my grace, I will make weak things become strong unto you.
the song of redeeming love. If ye have felt to sing the song of redeeming love, can ye feel so now? Experiencing the Savior's redeeming love at this moment lifts us immediately from our past sins, misperceptions, follies, mistakes, errors in judgment, and despair. He gives His gift to you and me at this moment, the precise moment we need it, perhaps when we feel the least deserving of it. That is why it is a miracle, a sacrifice. Living in His presence is a moment-by-moment process. We need not continue in our blindness, letting the dark particles of past sorrows continue to mist our eyes and obscure our vision. It is walking out of the dark shadows into a perfect brightness of hope. It is being set free from the lies and the illusions of who we thought we were into a growing remembrance of all we truly are. It is being lifted by His arms and ascending by His power and grace to see beyond what we have been, high enough to see clearly all that we are at presently becoming. It is knowing that this moment is but a speck in eternity. It is living it fully and then letting it go, remembering the lesson of the moment, but parting with its pain. It is letting go of the grief of the present relationship which binds you and embracing the good lessons that have been born of it. It is beholding with gratitude. The light of the joyful future, not far off and distant, but clearly here and now. It is coming to see the purity of our own heart shimmering beneath the debris of our past forgetfulness. It is looking in the mirror of His merciful eyes and seeing our perfect childlike reflection. It is embracing that reflection and praising our inner child for coping, for growing, for striving, for reaching, for standing on tippy toes, ever hopeful, ever trying to reach up to become like Him. It is beholding Him descending to His knees in order to receive us in our present imperfection. It is making ready in this hour to receive Him into our hearts, into our homes, into our lives, into this moment. It is centering our lives around Him so that He, the very Son of God, becomes the one who we orbit our lives' pathway around. It is preparing our heart in this moment to be one with Him. Living in the moment means seeing God as He is, divinely merciful, uncomprehendably compassionate, encouraging and kind, faithful and forever forgiving, abundant and ever hopeful that we will cease rejecting Him, cease our judgment of Him, and simply open our arms to receive Him. He would need not be long-suffering if we would accept His gift in this moment. Look into His eyes. Remember Him. You have walked and talked with Him before. Feel His pure acceptance of you. Depart from your illusion that He would condemn you, criticize you, or find fault with you. You are His child. He is your Father, your real Father. He did not send His Son to fold His arms and point an accusing finger at your efforts, but to open His arms to receive you. Living in the moment means embracing His presence in the now.
of the Savior with children on his knee sat upon an old carved chest a place where all could see made of precious olive wood a high price was paid to signify the Savior's life the love he freely gave My father's gift was broken When it fell upon the floor Broken pieces scattered Old hands I once adored Laying fragments at my feet By pieces of the child by my carelessness, I even broke his smile. Sometimes he let shattered dreams bring me to my knees. Cause a broken heart is all he asks, it's all the gift he needs. He knows I'm just a little child, he loves my broken heart. Through years of tears and trial, I trust his healing art. Time since my world's been shattered, time's been torn apart. Childlike dreams lay scattered like pieces of fine art. But through my life I've come to trust my father's gentle hands. He mends the broken pieces, never scolds me, understands. So if your life is shattered, broken by a careless hand, your head upon his lap, your father understands that sometimes sorrow happens, trust the healer's art, the art of his forgiveness is, he loves that broken heart. Sometimes he lets shattered dreams bring me to my knees, cause a broken heart is all he asks. All the gift he needs He knows I'm just a little child He loves my broken heart Through years of tears and trial I trust the healer's art Sometimes he lets shattered dreams Bring me to my knees Cause a broken heart is all he asks It's the only gift my father Divine Essence Divine Essence is a single spark of divinity, the pure intelligence within every human being. It is the sacred space in which the I Am within you exists. 
It is the essence of who you truly are and all you are yet becoming. It is the God or Goddess within you, yet in embryo. It is your one identity that the powers of darkness can never snuff out. It is the part of you that will not ever surrender to death. It is the light within you that may dim in the storms of life, but will always be rekindled when it hears the voice of truth. Though you may be ridiculed, persecuted, condemned, mocked, scorned, judged, or molested, your divine essence continues to exist and will exist forever after your mortal body is laid to rest. Child, come what may, come judgments of ignorant men, of fools who think they are wise, or doctrines of devils, your divine essence will never cease to be. It is your core, your innermost center, the very last ember of hope flickering within you when all other passions and fires die. God will always send you an angel to rekindle your righteous desires to live no matter what torture, torment, assault, or abuse you may have yet endured. Though your heart may break 1,000 times, though your mind may grow weary and faint again and again, though life may seem a battle day after day, divine essence is the very intelligence within you that guides you to put one foot before the other, no matter how forsaken you feel. It is the very flicker of hope that causes you to take yet another breath when all seems lost. It is the very shiver up your back when you hear a tenderly spoken word of encouragement, which you have been yearning to hear in order to find the courage and strength you need to press forward and to face the odds. Divine Essence is the manifestation of God within your body of flesh, blood, and bone. It is the very particle of light that is quickened by the mere thought that joy is not in the all-too-distant future. Divine Essence will continue to encourage your heart and mind to move toward the light when all else have been stripped from your side. It does not begrudge being alone, for Divine Essence knows that in the darkest Gethsemane, in his deepest loneliness, Christ performed not only his greatest miracle, but his greatest sacrifice. Have you ever wondered if a jewel lives within? Rising through the darkness, a royal diadem Beyond that vast horizon there, stars come greet the dawn Gifts of the earth, your precious worth, brilliant bits of love So reach up through the darkness, find the purpose of your worth Come bless, come heal this world with love You're born of noble birth Yours is a brilliant story Eons of endless glory Rise up, reach on, your heart beats strong 